Andres Segovia Show. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the program. In this one, I'm going to be giving you my review, more like an overview, of the Galaxy Watch 4 Classico. You can see right there, it's the classic. If you saw my unboxing of the regular Galaxy Watch 4, you would have known that I was not a fan. I hated it, and that's for proper reason. So why did I go for this one? Well, because I wouldn't mind getting a replacement for my aging Galaxy Watch. There are big time differences between these two. I'm not gonna go into those differences and comparisons. It's kind of like comparing Wear OS to Tizen, but there are some things that uh, I'm gonna miss about the Galaxy Watch, but some things I'm not gonna miss about the Galaxy Watch that uh, make the new Galaxy Watch 4 Classic a worthy trade in because I'm trading this watch in. So, before getting into any of that, let me bring this guy over. This is the app, Galaxy Wearable app, which and these guys got to make up their mind, man. They keep changing up the the branding and all this. So, first off and foremost, you'll notice that I'm, they kind of look alike. I like the two-tone color that the Galaxy Watch had and the screen is just as beautiful today as it was back then. Same would be on this one. It's a beautiful display, but I went for the silver one, this is the LTE version and it comes in stainless steel, they say. This is pretty nice, but this is not the bands that come with it. The bands that come with it, I put them away. These things are terrible. Unless you were gonna be for the active one, I don't see why they didn't put a leather one. And if I'm not mistaken, when I was intending to pre-order this thing, it did give me the option to choose the bands and I think that went away and maybe that was just a pre-order day, whatever it was. So I guess stock or retail, you'll get those crappy bands. Now, one thing that stood out to me was that this 22, well, excuse me, 20 millimeter band is smaller than the ones on the Galaxy Watch. So I couldn't carry these over. So I took them off my Gear Sport and they fit nicely. And then I'm like, wait a minute, it's the same thing for the Galaxy Watch Active 2. So like, okay, universal bands now. That's something cool because I, I didn't buy bands before because you have to buy like in pairs if I have to for this one and that one. Now I can just buy one set and it fits for all of them. Okay, so the pros of this watch are the design. I like it. It's definitely thinner than the previous Galaxy Watch. One of the advantages that this one has, obviously, is running that uh, Wear OS 3, built in conjunction between Samsung and Google, and it looks and feels, for the most part, like Tizen, except the power buttons are swapped. Now this is power versus power on Tizen down here. Let me hold on. Just activated something. Body composition does work. Some of the apps are here. I've already expressed my frustration that the fitness apps that I do use do not appear here, such as Under Armour. However, I do have Samsung Health uh, communicating with Under Armour, so that makes up for it. But I'm not intending to use this for fitness. That's why I went for the classic. If I was gonna go for fitness, I would not be using one of these watches. That's what I have the Active 2 for, okay? So I'm not gonna go into the overview of what this is in terms of OS. All you gotta know is that not every app 
that you probably experience using on Tizen that you used to is gonna carry over here, just like a lot of apps that are available on, on Wear OS are not available for the Tizen, such as, case in point, anything Google. So we have Maps in here, which is great, the Play Store. So that helps, but I didn't mind using here Maps. So that's like a Nokia thing. I have them on these two, I have them on my D Google devices. Uh, so I'm used to that interface, the map system. So I'm okay with that. Now, uh, there is a trick to getting uh, YouTube uh, music to play here. Also Google Pay and Samsung Pay, but I'm all in on Samsung, so I don't mind. So as someone that's built into the ecosystem of Samsung, I'm okay with what it has, I'm fine. I don't use the voice assistance on any of these things, but if I were going to, I'm using the Google Assistant on my uh, Tizen powered devices. If you're familiar with G Assist, I already use it. So this one's not connected right now. This is one of the downsides. If you use a Tizen powered watch from Samsung, whenever you take them off your wrist and you pick the other one up, the watch interface attached to your phone or paired to your phone will automatically do the switch in the connections. It does not work from Wear OS to a Tizen. How do I know? Because I trade off from my Active 2 when I'm using it at night for fitness or tracking my sleep, and I put this one to charge, it doesn't work. So I have to manually switch them. That's kind of annoying. So some things that I enjoyed before, I can't enjoy them anymore. It's a trade off. But for anyone that cares, here's a demonstration. So long as it's connected, we should be okay. Hold on. This takes a little longer to pair for some reason. Man, I'm, I'm on camera, I'm gonna have to cut to just jump cut. All right, so there we go. So I'm just gonna, I already mapped it to one of the keys, but let's see. What's the weather like today? I trained my Google to sound uh, British sounding, Australian sounding. Almost all my assistants have that voice, so uh, I like it that way. Anyway, so back to what we're supposed to be covering. By the way, this is the Under Armour edition, in case you didn't notice, it has Under Armour on the thing. So yeah, I'm all in on Under Armour, which you can imagine my frustration with the Galaxy Watch uh, regular, why I was so upset that Under Armour was not available in it. So this, one of the major negatives for why I haven't been carrying this watch a lot is the overheating. That is a concern. I got this one as LTE. I didn't experience any overheating on this one. These are both LTE watches. This is the Galaxy Watch and this is the Galaxy Watch 4. This is Tizen Power, this is Wear OS 3. This one overheats even on the charger. That is so frustrating and annoying. And one of the things that uh, or I haven't been wearing it as much for which is why not a full review or overview has been because of these allergy marks I've been getting. Some from some bands, that's why I've been having to swap bands a lot to find ones that don't trigger a skin allergy that I didn't even know I had because I didn't experience anything like that before. But then this one uh, always overheats with another charger, but then when it's on my wrist, every now and then, I don't know if it's like a, a trying to connect or something or it's failing to install an application, it starts heating up. And I don't like that. Now I'm hoping that Samsung does fix it with, an, with a software update, but I don't know and I'm running out of time because I got to trade this guy in so maybe Samsung will push another update for the LTE variant 
uh, soon enough. I've seen other influencers talking about the watch, the, the LTE version, everyone's saying the same thing. All these watches are overheating. The ones that are not LTE don't have that problem. And that is annoying. By the way, did you notice uh, I put my watch active over too? Here's the classic. This thing didn't switch. Yeah, uh, normally when I just jiggle them softly for the uh, for the Tizen ones, it will automatically do a switch. This one doesn't, so I have to do it manually. So it's kind of annoying. So back and forth, back and forth. But yeah, that's one of the reasons why I haven't tried into state tracking. This thing's probably to catch on fire on me. I don't know. Samsung, you don't exactly have the best reputation when it comes to batteries and, and charging. So I'm not going to take that chance. So that's one of the reasons why I haven't used it all the way through. So once I get a long-term review, if this thing stays, which I intend to keep, um, then I'll follow that up. But until then, these are, I guess you could say, my first impressions uh, but I'm calling it an overview of the Galaxy Watch 4. To me, it's a keeper. I like it. Not the bands. I don't like the overheating. But the reason I'm going for this and trading in my Galaxy Watch is the mere fact that, well, I can launch Samsung Pay immediately here. Whereas over here, as soon as I'm standing at the terminal waiting for like 20, 30 seconds for it to boot up, and next thing you know, the app just closes for whatever reason. And the mere fact that Samsung hasn't pushed out any updates for this just tells me they're not going to fix that anytime soon. And speaking of which, I should pull up the app uh, again. Where is it? Was it this one? No, that's not it. Did I just close it? So here's the thing. Even though it's the same, the same app, when you switch something older like the, 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 uh, the Gear Sport or the Galaxy Watch, it's going to switch the interface back over to the classic old one. So it'll just be this, and that's how you know you're using an older Tizen Power device. But the Active 2, and I'm, I'm assuming the Galaxy Watch 3 and the 3 Active, or Active whatever it's called, um, they will be looking like, well, like this one does, the um, Active Watch 2, which is the interface that you'll find when you're using the Wear OS powered uh, Samsung watches, which is this new interface. So you wanna make it like the old one, you go to watch settings, and then you see the familiarized menu. So I do like that universal look that Samsung was going for, so that didn't need any muscle memory, but the muscle memory definitely is needed when you're trying to power on the watch or powering it off, because, well, when it ties in, so let's see, let's see if I can do it here. Now, unless you're just pulling on the screen and just powering it off like that, then yeah, of course you can just power off. Oh, power off. Well, right there. But if you were to hold a button, uh, in this case at the bottom for a Tizen power device, you'll get the power off. Whereas this one, you gotta hold the top button to get to the power off. See, that's one of the things that were swapped, which is kind of annoying, but for the most part, all right, let me unlock this thing. But for the most part, they almost look and feel the same. You see how this thing's acting up like really slow? Yeah, that's one of the main differences. After it warms up, then it just starts flying through it just a bit. But uh, it's the fluidity that makes a big difference between these two. Um, and let's see, let's go to the apps. In this case, I gotta swipe up here. I gotta push this button for the wheel. So as you can see, uh, the older Tizen watches definitely don't feel as fluid. So that's why I'm going for this over this when it comes to long-term use from here on out. So this one's a keeper. I wouldn't use it for for workout activity, especially if it's gonna be overheating, but if it's gonna be a walk or whatever, yeah, I, I don't think I should be afraid of that. So that's what I'm counting on. But anyway, this has been my overview of the Galaxy Watch 4 Classic LTE with the bands from my Samsung Gear Sport. There it is. And au revoir to the Galaxy Watch, which I have a few more days left until uh, it's due for the trade-in, but it'll work nicely. Galaxy Watch uh, 4 Classic with my active 
uh, Watch 2 Under Armour Edition. They should work nicely. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Andres Segovia official. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to stay in the know. If you want a question featured on the program or you never know, it could be an episode all on its own, you can message me at any of the social media links available at my website, www.theandresegovia.com. Also available there are all the directories where you can find my show. Remember to also follow me on YouTube and Instagram where other exclusive content resides. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the program. I'll see you on the next one.